Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about financial freedom. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. I am Picket Fence. All right. Kicking off with the mindfulness minute. Uh, Self-care should be comprehensive. And that means caring for your financial future as well as your body, mind, and spirit. It may seem tedious at first, but making a budget is truly rewarding in the long run. Putting your expenses in writing can help you plan your future vacation or help you pay off the burdensome college debt. Whatever the reason may be, sit down with a pen and paper or at the computer and organize your monthly income and expenses to take closer look at where your money is going. Seeing your money in a more organized way can help you plan for the future and avoid those unsettling money crunch moments. Mm. So when we talk about financial freedom and financial self-care that involves being responsible with your finances expenses income insurance savings and etc having a conscious relationship with money examples include knowing where your income is going or where your income is coming from knowing where your expenses are due and pay them on time and saving wisely mm-hmm. So now let me ask you, how good are you with your financial stewardship? Uh, far as getting the bills paid, I'd say I do good. Now, the financial freedom part, that's the part where I lack. On. I don't have infinite amount of money. Um, I don't know a lot. And the reason I'm looking around, sorry, here. Um, I don't know a lot about things like stock market, you know, trading, uh, different types of, you know, tri- uh, stock exchange and all that, you know, different savings and 401s. I had a 401 when I worked in corporate America. Um, that was something that basically automatically everybody had. So I put my little percentage in whatever. But when we talk about financial freedom, like at the end of the mindfulness minute, you know, there's time we run into those financial crunches um, and they come unexpectedly. So I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on this subject that we're talking about today. What I would say that I am is becoming a student. Um, You know, we talked last week about our continuous to um, educate ourselves. And that's one thing that I've been really trying to do along with learning more about self-care and health and wellness is learn about financial freedom and, and um, financial self-care. And a shout out to Conscious from Bonfire Radio. He hit me to this book. Um, it's called The Stock Market 101. I think it was called, yeah, Stock Market 101. I don't know if you can see that clear or not. Yeah, I can see but, it. Um, I, I'm just now cracking into this book. But he suggested this book. It would help me get started so that we can um, be able to dive into the stock market 
so that we can not only um, ensure our, our financials as um, our household, but so that we can teach our kids and so that we can have what you hear a lot about on TV is generational wealth. Mm. Um, that's something that's, you may hear a buzzword every once in a while, but that's something that's really not explained in detail a lot. Um, so I am diving into learning more about that. Like I said, I did have a, a, um, a 401k when I was working in, you know, a regular job. So I had a few years of that saved up. And even when I left that job, that money's just sitting somewhere. I haven't borrowed on it or anything like that. Um, so I'm trying to learn how to put us in the position of financial freedom. And I, I, as a matter of fact, I was watching a, um, a video earlier today and I took some notes on it. I didn't get all the notes, but she gave 10 steps on what it is to be uh, financially free. Let me see if I can um, find those right quick. Like I said, I only got nine of them. Okay. First one she said was about budget, make a budget. Um, two, learn how to properly save your money. Three, build credit. Um, and that's one thing that I've really been away from for a long time is we own our house. I haven't really thought about credit and keeping it intact like I should, um, but that's really important. Credit. I see a lot of wealthy people talking about spend other people's money and not your own money. And that's based on credit. Um, learn more about your earnings. And, and what I think what that's mostly about is having multiple streams of income. Um, so not just depend on one job. If you have a side hustle, legal side hustle, <laughs> you know, always look for opportunities to draw in other income that you're not really, really stressed on working. Not like you're picking up a second, third job, but other streams of income. Uh, learn to invest, learn about insurance, not just insurance where you go to the doctor, learn about life insurance so you don't leave your family in debt, leave your, um, you know, leave things in disarray. Um, There's lots of different insurances to learn about besides going to the doctor and even more than just life insurance. There are all types of insurances that can help you out. Increase your net worth. And that's not how much money you spend um, or how flashy you look. That's about how much money do you actually have? Um, and also pick a money team. Don't be afraid to go get a financial advisor, someone that can help you get your finances in order. And the last one that I got before the video got cut off uh, is estate planning. And what estate planning is, is making sure your affairs are in order, which we've talked about that on the show before um, with Kryptonite. It's making sure all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. You don't want to leave your family in disarray. You don't want to leave them trying to figure out how to uh, bury you. Um, if you have a spouse, you don't want to leave your spouse in a position where she's going to lose the home. Um, so, and you don't want to leave your kids paying your bills. 
So that that's that's a really big one that struck me. You know, like I said before, I'm getting up there in age, and those are things that not that I'm about to die off. I hope you know, hope I don't just die off. But those are things you know when you get our age that you start thinking about. We have one adult child and soon to be two adult children, and one's going to be going to college soon. So you know, you got to be able to help that child get through college as much as possible, you know. Um, she's going to need room and board if she goes away to college. She's going to need transportation and all those different things that come with the expense of college and trying to get financially free so that she doesn't leave college in super debt like the two of us have. Right. You know, so when I think about financial self-care, those are some of the things that I think about is, you know, clearing up our debt and and making sure that we're able to know enough to educate our children so that they don't end up in super debt and it's so that they're financially secured and then eventually build what they call generational wealth. Hmm. Well, that's, you know, generational wealth is a, it's a small word, but it is, it is a very big thing. It is very, um, very much needed. It's something that we don't talk about um, in our community because we're so busy, you know, just trying to focus and live from day to day that we often forget about building something for the future. And then we look at our our counterparts and we go, well, how did they get that? Or, you know, how is it that they don't have to worry about this? It's because they started, you know, and obviously in a different place than, than we than we did or we, we are, but that's no excuse for you not to go out and use these same tools that they've used because the secret is out there. I mean, it's not really a secret. It's calculated steps. It's being mindful with your money. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't splurge on your Starbucks latte, you know, because I, I'm the first one out to tell you a nice treat for yourself is the ultimate self-care. My favorite form of self-care is going to buy myself a cheap meal because not only is it inexpensive nine times out of 10 because it's going to be something fast food. But when you eat those things that are not necessarily good for your body, they do make you feel good. Now, that just means I got to do an extra five laps, you know, to, to work it out. But that's OK. It's a trade off that I'm willing to make happen. So when we talk about financial literacy and financial stewardship, it's about spending your money in smarter ways. Hmm. So, for example, one of the things that I do that is seeming to work for me is that when I get my paycheck, I give myself an allowance. So I give myself pocket money. And once my pocket money is gone, then it's gone until I get paid again. So I'm only allowed to spend the money that I have in my pocket. So whether that's $100 or $200, I've got to do the things that I need to do or the things that I want to do, spend it how I want to, but be mindful of the fact that once it is gone, I don't have another, you know, I don't have another nest egg to dip into because the rest of my paycheck goes for bills. It goes for wealth building, you know, investing in the stock market, buying penny stocks and things of that nature. So one of the, the big things about that is just being really careful and being a stickler for how you spend your money. So even when I'm blowing money, I'm still mindful of how I'm blowing it. I'm not just 
you know, going out buying cars or, you know, stuff that I don't really need or stuff that I don't really want. Because you once that pocket, right, once that pocket money is gone and it's gone until I get paid again. Mm-hmm. But in, in doing that, it is also teaching me, it's teaching me to budget on two fronts. It teaches me to budget the proper amount of money that I have to live off of, to stack some away for a rainy day. But it's also teaching me with the pocket money I have that do I really need that second cup of coffee? Do I really need, you know, three donuts or two trips to McDonald's in the same week? Or do I want to use that money and go get a massage? So it's about being strategic in how you spend, you know, the pocket money and the money that you that you make. And, you know, definitely uh, insurance is taken care of automatically out of my check. Thank goodness, because if I had to pay it on my own, I would forget because I would like that. <laughs> I'd like that money added to my paycheck and not necessarily paying for insurance because of the kind of job that I have because of my career. I don't pay into Social Security like normal people. I pay into the state teacher retirement system. And that money automatically comes out of my check as well. So I'm able to save that way. However, I have a second a second 403B account in a Roth IRA that I put money aside in because once I do retire from teaching, once I get whatever is in my state teacher retirement system money, that's it. And once it's gone, it's gone. And if it is not enough, it ends up not being enough for me to live off of. I have these other two accounts that I've set up that I have money in that will help me be able to live and maintain. Because once I I get too old or I lose my passion, then I'm going to do what a lot of people don't do. And I'm going to come out of the field. I'm not going to stay in the field to the point where I do a disservice to children because I stayed in too long. So I'm definitely, um, as you were talking about, you know, putting that money aside and thinking about those rainy days and those retirement days. Once I retire from my career, I'm going to retire and I need my money at that point. If it hasn't been working for me already, I needed to start working for me at that point because I'm no longer going to be working for my money. Right, right. And, and, and along with the, financial self-care you know you you made me think of something when you talked about the donut versus using the money for the massage and that is financial self-care because which is better for your self-care the donut or the massage always the massage always exactly exactly and like i said I, i'm not an expert this is something that is very new but i we wanted to share it with people because i think this is something that we should all be thinking about right now is um, because of what we've gone through in the world, um, the system is changing. Um, you know, everybody's talking about Bitcoin. I'm sure that if you're on Facebook, you've gotten 10,099 and seven requests from people to talk about there's some kind of Bitcoin broker or something like that. Bitcoin mining. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin mining, stuff like that, which these are legitimate things, but you're just getting these requests from trollers, spammers, and all that other stuff. So like I said, I'm just learning about it. Um, people, if you want to learn more about crypto, crypto, and if you're on Facebook, I would suggest that you follow our boy Conscious. He has a page called The Crypto Currently. The Crypto Currently. So to help you, if you're if like us, just starting off and you want to learn about Bitcoin. Um, also, one way the system is changing is art spaces. Uh, when we talk about financial... Um, 
self-care, I had to, I had to adjust because, you know, a year or two ago before the pandemic, I was able to sell a lot more merch, my T-shirts and things like that. And to the point now, it's like I can't really purchase the stock of shirts because sales are moving a lot slower. People aren't spending as much money. We're not throwing events so that people can see the product to make them inquire more about it. So that's something I had to adjust and think about um, art itself is changing. And I'm trying to learn um, not only crypto, but there's uh, this thing, If I don't know if you heard about it, but it's called NFTs, which is a way to sell digital art form. You can also learn more about that from um, our boy Conscious on the crypto currently. Um, so I'm trying to learn this thing to keep update because our system is in a changing process. And for, like I said before, if anyone else is new to this, I would suggest that you follow that. Uh, another thing you can do is like this people don't take advantage of the people watching YouTube and TikTok for silly videos, which is good to laugh. You should be laughing every day if you can. But uh, Conscious hit me to uh, a page called Earn Your Leisure, where they teach you about stock marketing, NFTs, Bitcoin, anything in the um, financial market towards financial freedom. You can also check out the Budget Nista. Um, she was on Learn, Earn Your Leisure the other day. And because, you know, that's, I think, the one of the things that, um, that we don't understand is budgeting money. Like you explained about having a, a, a kick it budget or a, an expense or an allowance, you said. Um, and, and it's okay to do the things you want to do. I, I know that a lot of people, um, I've been reading for years that um, people aren't buying things like property and uh, cars. They're more investing in experiences. So I'm not telling you not to do that. If you want to travel the world, go see the, you know, what the eight, nine, 10 wonders of the world, or you're just going to the biggest party city in the world. I'm not saying don't do that. Um, but that's one thing that you, you're probably going to need to pull in multiple streams of income so that you can afford to do that and still save and build that generational wealth. Um, so earn your leisure is good for that because you see them going out and enjoying life, but they talk about different resources to earn bigger livings. Um, so like I said, this is something new for us. And it's something that I think that is very important for every family to have, especially if you have family, because I know um, a situation when, when my, my mother transitioned, there was no money set up for funeral costs and, and old bills and things like that. Um, and, and a lot of families go through that. Um, what is it that you always say about um, GoFundMes? People use that as life insurance now. Yes. GoFundMe uh, is not a life insurance plan. It is not a financial plan. It is nice that it is there, but I, I think as a society, we've come, we become too um, too reliant on begging and not doing the work associated with building the wealth and, and doing the things that we need to do. Now, I understand that, you know, things happen that you are not prepared for. And so for that reason, GoFundMe is nice in a pinch, but that shouldn't be our go-to. We should have another plan 
and use a GoFundMe as a backup if we just absolutely, you know, have to. But that's what this, the purpose of this show is, is to help you get ready so you are ready when something happens and you won't need a GoFundMe. Right, right. So, like I said, I, you know, like I said, we're just now learning um, and, and we're going to be doing more shows about financial information. Like I said, get that book. Like I said, it's a good starter. Um, the Budgenisa, she just put out a book. I'm not really for sure the title. I'll look up the title, but it, um, I'm sure that every town has um, someone that can help you sit down. Like one of the things I talk about, the, the 10 steps, a, a money team, a budget team or a financial team is a better term that can help you get your budget and find someone that can actually help you sit down and map out a plan to get your finances in order. Um, you, you know, a financial like advisor or someone that has helped a lot of people with businesses, right? Yes. Uh, and, and I actually, I keep saying I need to get her on the show. We can't seem to get our, our schedules in sync, but a good friend of mine is Ivy Glover and she works for, for a bank here in town. And that is her job is that she educates women, especially, but families on financial literacy, financial planning. She also has a program that she created that she travels around the local schools and summer camps and is teaching financial literacy to children on their level of understanding. So she's got um, an elementary level model. She's got a middle school model. I've seen her high school model in action. She, she came to a summer camp that I was running. She's also been in my after school program. And those kids really take to her and they really take to the information that she's given them. Because again, our, our children are, have grown up with cell phones and computers attached to them. So as she's teaching them these financial tips they're learning where to find the information because they're so good with technology. They were able to say, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Oh, I know what that is. So they had some familiarity because they're hearing these terms on social media. They're seeing things on TV and because they are more um, adaptive, you know, to technology than we are, they are really, really picking it up. So I'm, I'm excited for, the, the younger generations, because they're getting it sooner than what we got it. And, and that mm -hmm. is going to make a world of difference in how our world looks moving forward. So shout out to Ivy. Definitely going to have her on the show to talk about her programs and just, you know, financial literacy from, you know, from a perspective of someone who didn't have money. Like, you know, and she tells her story about how she was able to amass, you know, getting rid of her debt and raising her credit score. And she didn't have a million dollar job or anything. She just had a really good plan. She did really good research and she was able to make it happen. And now her job, she has her dream job of teaching other people how to be good financial stewards with their money. All right. That's dope. Yeah. We definitely have to have her on the show. And, and the name of that book that I was talking about is by Tiffany. I think her last name is pronounced Alchi, A-L-I-C-H-E. And the name of that book is Get Good With Money. Like I said, I watch a lot of videos of her on YouTube. She's been on a breakfast club a number of times. Uh, and she's a person that um, not that long ago, just a few years ago, she basically, her finances were wiped out. And this is after she rolls to financial, a good financial status. 
And then because of uh, the recession and the, uh, the economy collapsing, she lost a lot of money and now she's been able to rebuild that. So she explains to you her techniques of those things that I was talked about earlier, those 10 steps that I only had nine of them. But, uh, <laughs> you know, because, okay. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, what we need to do, especially in a changing world that we are in now, the way that we operate, it seems like people are waiting for it to get back to normal, but I don't see us ever going back to what we thought was normal. Mm-hmm. And was that normal really normal? Right. Or was it really great? No, it was never great. It was just what we were used to. So when you are, when you're stuck in a pattern or not even stuck, but when you continuously have the same thing, you know, day in and day out, you just get used to it. Like we talked about last week about students in, in school and how the pandemic has changed how students think about school, how we do school, even how we work. You know, it would have been unheard of a few years ago to have companies hire you to work from home. And now companies are diligently hiring people and these are jobs that they are realizing can be done in the comfort of your living room, you know, and, and that's amazing. And they're learning about the, um, the overhead that it saves by having people work from home. It's better for the environment because you have less cars on the street commuting. There are so many benefits to the way our world is changing, you know, I know a lot of people are over the pandemic because it changed our lives so drastically and and so fast. But now that we are kind of on the upswing and we're kind of getting used to to being in it, it really is making a lot of good differences if you're looking for those differences. If you are, you know, if you're watching the news and it's all doom and gloom and it's COVID this and COVID that, then you're forgetting to look for the, the silver linings of COVID, the things that it has done for us, the benefits it has given to us. But, you know, we've talked about that before, about, you know, your mindset about everything is everything. So how you look at it, how you think about it becomes how you talk about it and how you move with it or how you move against it. And if you're trying to move against something that isn't budging, then you're going to spin your wheels you're going to stress yourself out. And that is not good self-care on any level. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. And like you said, uh, um, it's about perception, the way you're looking at things. And one thing I forgot to mention last when we talked about schools is um, I think one of the things that we should start talking about again is trades. Like you've always said, not everybody is going to college. And trades is something that we have taken out of school. Mm-hmm. I know when um, I was talking about uh, this little neat little wooden toy that I saw yesterday, thinking about getting our goddaughter this fancy little wooden toy, simple really, but it was like super expensive. And I and, and I mentioned to you that I remember back in the day, you knew somebody that did something. You knew a guy that did the wood carving and letters. Everybody had them wood names up on their mantles. You knew a guy that was a welder, a guy that could make different a metal shelf for you. You know, you you knew somebody that had a trade skill. 
And, and a lot of that stuff they learned from being in high school. You had plastics class. I know I took plastics. I took wood shop. I took radio, which is one of the reasons that I ended up going to get a degree in um, television production. I would have got in radio, but I wasn't found a radio teacher. <laughs> in college. But, um, you know, I took photography, wood and plastic. And like I said, you had radio, you had art. There were so many. Oh, we even had uh, printing in the school that I went to. And I know that print media is something that's um, pretty much of the past now. But the point is, you had all of these different skills that you learned in school. And now, at least for the last however many years, school has been basically teaching people just to be submissive work puppies. Yes. Instead of giving them the skills that could lead to financial freedom. Multiple streams of income. Because most of those people that you knew that did stuff, you knew them and they worked at your job, but that was their side hustle. On the weekend, they had a, a, a booth at Trader's World or Turtle Creek and sold their craft that they probably learned from childhood. I know the one thing that I hate that I never stayed up on is my mother used to crochet. I don't even know anybody that crochets now. Maybe a few older people, but I don't see people my age crocheting and making ponchos. I love to rock a Clint Eastwood poncho on the scene. Like, <laughs> you don't see people doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> You don't see people making crochet ponchos. <laughs> okay, well, somebody out there, please learn how to crochet, crochet, pick a fence, a poncho, <laughs> so he can get his Clint Eastwood good, bad, and ugly on. <laughs> so, while we're waiting on somebody to make us a poncho, what's our self care assignment for this week? Uh, so. <laughs> I kind of lost my track there. I need that poncho. That's why, I, you know, to keep keep fresh with a poncho. But uh, anyway, <laughs> today's self-care assignment is build a nest egg. Building a nest egg for yourself. Open a traditional or a Roth individual retirement account, IRA, which you talked about earlier and put the maximum amount that the IRS will allow you into that account each year. But be wise about your investing for your, retire for your retirement. If you do not understand the difference between the two types of IRAs and the investment possibilities for growing your money, as well as the tax ramifications that go along with that, seek the counsel of a trusted financial advisor it's all part of growing a bigger nest egg so that someday you can become a retiree with a lifestyle that you love and can afford. And you talked about that as far as like when your money's gone, when your money's gone from one of your accounts. So you have an additional account set up for retirement because you don't want to retire. We don't want to retire. And even though it'd be nice to sit on the couch with each other, we don't want to sit on the couch and have to eat dog food. Oh, no, absolutely not. We want to buy an RV. 
when his kids get out and hmm. we're retired and still be in good health right so that we could travel and live because a lot of times people work until they die and they never get to that retirement point and they never get to that retirement point because like we've been saying you don't learn about financial self-care that you can retire at an age that you're still mobile mentally physically spiritually healthy so that you can enjoy so i'm not mad at the people to go out kicking and stuff now i mean i traveled a lot as a kid um i know one thing that when we first got hitched um our uh council the minister that married us said make sure that you take vacations so that's very important and then um once we retire i still would be able to like to do that um you know there's all these spots that people go to that are popular but i want to travel the road where there are no footsteps with you oh i don't need i don't need vegas <laughs> you know what i'm nah. saying it's, i don't know how to gamble i don't know how to play no card games <laughs> You know what I mean? But I like to go past Vegas to the area where they say you can see the Milky Way galaxy traveling by and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I like to travel to the motherland. You know, I like to go to New Zealand where they film all those fancy uh, fantasy shows like Xena and Hercules and the Hobbit movies and stuff like that, you know. But I want to be financially physically and mentally healthy to do that so that's what this journey is about self-care first love yourself so that you can love others now to my favorite part of the show brain science 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 all right so five psychological benefits of financial freedom being money stable isn't just good for your bottom line, but for your mind. And here's why. It will give you relief from your daily anxieties. All of the experiences of saving your money, letting your money work for you, will help you feel prepared for anything. By increasing the predictability and creating a greater sense of stability, financial freedom can help relieve stress and anxiety. That's, that's important. Room to dream beyond the day to day. There's an immeasurable psychological burden that many people feel when they are carrying steep student loan debt or sky high credit card bills that feel impossible to get on top of. That makes people feel like they're being controlled and unable to focus on anything besides simply trying to survive. So find a strategy that you can do more than just survive. Increase fulfillment. Having money in the bank gives you the unique opportunity to take risks that other people simply can't. When you're confident, you'll be able to meet your ongoing financial obligations using the money you've already saved. It gives you the freedom to make your own choices about how you want to spend your time, knowing you'll be able to deal with the consequences. A reinforced sense of resilience. Everyone is going to face financial hardships during their lives, whether it's a diagnosis you never saw coming, the end of a marriage, the death of a loved one, or a disaster beyond your control. Financial freedom will help you better weather the storm and bounce back and move forward faster. 
A sizable rainy day fund can provide those in hard times with a glimmer of hope, a reason for optimism that they'll be able to recover from those setbacks. And last but not least, a higher self-esteem. There is strength found in patting ourselves on the back. Self-accomplishment and autonomy are great for our confidence. The pride and sense of progress in achieving financial freedom is a gateway to even better things. With these positive consequences occurring, increased self-confidence and self-esteem can also develop. So master your money mindset. Read those books that we gave you. Follow the people that we told you to follow so that you can have financial freedom, financial bliss, good financial self-care. Word up. And real quick before we get out of here, shout out to Omega Music. Shout out to the Barrel House. These shirts we rock in a day. Support your local business. You know, a, another part of financial self-care is stabilizing your local community. These are both local uh, shops in our area. One's a music store. One's a beer store. Yes. And uh, so support them. Support or support any mom and pop shop in your area. Um, we're in Dayton, so big up to Mega Music and the Barrel House and our people down there. Remember, you can catch us on all social medias. Follow our daily self-care assignments so that you can stay in good mental, physical, spiritual health. If you have any comments or concerns, please email us. What's the email address? Flywithusla at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast on wherever you find your favorite podcast. And if you would like to help us financially in any way, you can become a patron today. The patron will be at the bottom of the screen for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us continue to deliver this message of positivity. We need more positivity in this world, and we're here to give it to you. Fly with us podcast. I'm your boy, Picket Fence. I'm your girl, Lady Bounce. We out of here. We Peace. out. Peace.